Alright, in three, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, wow, this might be one of my longest episodes. Alright, in three, two, one. What's good? It's your girl Bianca, and welcome back to yet another episode of Are You Alone? But what I'm actually asking you is Are you achieving life on natural euphoria? So, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving last week with your loved ones and. Um, for those of you who don't celebrate Thanksgiving or aren't from the States, then I hope y'all just had a good week and you spent it with good people who just give you, you know, bring you positive vibes and energies all around. Um, I also hope that if any of you went Black Friday shopping, you got some good deals, but you're also being safe considering, you know, everything that we are going through. I know the holidays feel a little bit different just because of the pandemic, but, you know, a lot can really change within like a few months. And I mean, even talking about a whole last year, because last year I was at a Lewis the Child concert in Chicago. And well, now I couldn't even imagine being around literally anyone. Um, and, you know, I think COVID for me, at least, has definitely changed how I view watching TV shows and like movies, just because I'll see a scene where people are like very close and in each other's space. And you can li you can tell that they're breathing each other's air, and I'm just like, oh man, she probably just got corona, like she just got COVID just by standing there. Like that's how I think about it. I'm like, oh, these people should be wearing masks. Like it's just it's just wild to think about, and you know, change. Yeah, that thing that can be very difficult especially when you're in a new environment and it's you know you're somewhere where you're not necessarily used to but one thing you can do is you can either learn to adapt or you can choose to conform and on my last episode I had talked about how I learned to embrace my unique individuality by staying true to myself and adapting to the environment around me instead of conforming to it. But like, I'm going to be honest, that shit's just hard <laughs> to do. So, you know, it's something we're always having to work on from time to time. So just be sure to just think about some of those things. Um, make sure to just like ground yourself in situations you feel that you've kind of lost yourself and just know that, you know, everything's just going to work out. It's a work in progress and you're going to make it through it. But if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then I do highly encourage you do so just because today's episode is kind of like not a spinoff, but like an addition to that idea. And I just think it would help make better sense of what I will be talking about in this episode. So for today, I will be focusing on the idea of exercising empathy. And I know some of you are probably like, um, I know how to be empathetic. I don't need a whole ass speech about it. Well, you know, maybe you are empathetic or you are able to have empathy. But if you are able to have empathy, just put yourself in my shoes for right now and try to understand why I have decided to dedicate an episode towards this topic. So obviously a lot of thought and intention went into the creation of my podcast. Um, I wanted it to 
really have meaning not only like to myself but to others out there as well and so you know there was a lot of thought all the way from the acronym of alone to uh, the motto that I would like to really just emphasize which is embracing individuality while exercising empathy and for me I think the way that I came up with this kind of idea obviously I've learned a lot of things through my past experiences but I've also noticed because I'm an observer and I naturally just observe people but one thing that I've noticed is that people feel most alone when the parts that are most true to themselves are just misunderstood by others kind of makes them feel like an outcast or like they're just like odd you know but the thing that I've also noticed about that is the truest and most misunderstood part about a person is really what makes them their most unique individual self, hence embracing individuality. And if you can imagine this on a grand scale, biologically, there is no one like you. There is literally not another person out there that is like you. And of course, twins are like the exception because obviously they have like the same DNA, but... <laughs> they still have this individualism that separates them from you know their other half or their their twin and the thing about you know the individualism but being able to really embrace your individuality is that it does allow you to actually begin to achieve life on natural euphoria and this is because you just know yourself so well that you start to live life for you and what makes you actually happy not what society deems as our happiness and so moving on to the exercising empathy part i'm just going to be breaking it down as much as my knowledge allows me to um, there are some people who are listening right now that think that having empathy for another person is kind of like common sense and you should just do it but there are actually a lot of people who just genuinely do not understand how to be empathetic so obviously i'm gonna try and explain away or maybe try and make you feel a little bit of empathy um but you know there's just going to be different viewpoints on how you view empathy and how you feel it and things like that and so i'm you know like i had said i'm just going to explain it as much as my knowledge allows me to and if i am missing something you know you can hold me accountable and just help me learn give me some feedback because you know i don't mind that also, once again, just a disclaimer before we move any further, I do want to make it clear that I am not forcing someone to feel a certain way, to do whatever it is that they want to do, you know, to feel empathetic, even though I don't see how that's like a negative thing, but I can't force anyone to do anything because that decision is ultimately theirs to make. So like all of my other episodes, the things that I say are just something to think about and or consider, you know, once again, do your thing, you know, live your unique ass life. But anyways, moving on, here is where the whole idea of exercising empathy comes into play with everything. Now, the broad definition of empathy is when someone has the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So we're just going to track back to a few moments ago to when I had said that those who feel most alone have this part or thing about them that is just misunderstood by others. But if we break it down even further and focus on the word misunderstood, well, 
an antonym for the word misunderstood is to be understood and or to just understand. And if you are listening and paying close attention, then you would know that the word understand is a key part of the definition of empathy. You see, when we exercise empathy towards someone, it means that we are attempting to understand the misunderstood. Now, we may never truly be able to grasp the exact feelings and emotions that that person is going through, but we can at least try. And by trying, we can at least be there to help someone feel less alone. Now, once again, if we're tracking back, we're just going to go back to when I had said, sometimes the truest, most misunderstood part about a person is really what makes them their most unique individual self. And with that, it's just the misunderstood part about yourself is really only for you to truly understand. Like I had said, other people can try, but they won't be able to because they are not you. And that's what makes you so unique and individual like you know that part about you but it also can be the part that makes us feel most alone and that's why the help of empathy from other people allows us just to feel understood and allows us to be heard and so now this just brings us full circle of when i had said understanding your misunderstood uniqueness allows you to know yourself so well that you can begin to search and attempt to achieve life on natural euphoria. Literally, I think I said this earlier, um, but I've also said this in a lot of previous episodes, but talking is a whole lot easier than doing. So everything that I have said is something that is a work in progress. And, you know, even for me, I'm still trying to live it or live through it and figure it out. But Um, it's just a a work in progress day by day and you know it is a circle but it's also a cycle and you will find that there are things that will constantly just be happening in our lives and it's really there for us to learn not only about ourselves but for others and the thing about that is you can either accept the fact that there must be more learning to do within each of these cycles or you can choose to ignore it, but that's because the decision is ultimately up to you. Now, one of these cycles in life that had allowed me to learn more about myself happened when I was 19. At this age, I, you know, I would say that I had actually believed that I was pretty empathetic, um, only to realize now that I, I kind of wasn't, and I was actually just more prideful than I was empathetic. I was kind of selfish too. So earlier when I had said I'm an observer, you know, I I tend to notice a lot of things. And one of those things that I have noticed is that people are most empathetic when someone dies. And it's really sad that death is what causes people to open their eyes. And it's maybe just because it allows us to take a step back from our busy, fast-paced lives and just really see how precious life is. You know, obviously social media has allowed us to be connected to those who have lost someone and we're able to extend our condolences to the family and the friends. And of course, this is, you know, a nice and beautiful gesture, but it's kind of like surface level empathy. It's one of those, you know, oh, I could never imagine losing my significant partner, um, my child, my little brother, my aunt, and then, you know, like feeling those emotions for like a second. And then kind of just continuing to scroll on and move throughout our days. And, you know, this can 
happen when you don't necessarily know the person who had passed away, but the actual impact of physical pain and heartache you feel when you lose someone that you love is a pain that I wouldn't want other people to have to empathize for because that shit just fucking hurts. I know this pain just because in my short 23 years of life, I've experienced death a few times throughout my life. And you know, it may be more than others, but it could also be very well less than others. So in my life, those who had passed away before, uh, there were, it was like different circumstances, I guess, for each one. Um, my auntie had passed away when I was really young and I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, I was also kind of prepared, I guess, for my uh, Lolo and Lola's passing. Um, that's my grandparents on my mom's side, just because they were kind of getting sick and they were getting older. And then I had experienced another um, passing with a friend of mine, but we kind of drifted apart in high school. So a part of me always, I don't know, I never knew really how to feel about that, be, just because it was like, you know, I don't know, I felt like I just wasn't there for her um, in the very ending of things. However, there is one death that has really impacted and changed my life, and it was when I had lost a friend unexpectedly due to a hiking accident. Now, this incident was the first time I had actually full-on felt the saying, life is too short. I had, uh, I had said this before in like previous situations, but this time it made me like, you know, like act or I guess like it really moved me to just change as a person um, overall. And I would say like for the better, <laughs> um, you know, so like I had said, it kind of sucks that that's what it took for me to become a better person. Um, but, you know, I'm obviously just forever grateful for having to gone through that cycle but I'm just gonna get into it a little bit so the last time I saw her was when she came over to the apartment for national tequila day with some friends and for those of you who know me I enjoy tequila so I kind of celebrated a little bit too hard and I never really had the chance to say goodbye but of course it was just because I was assuming that I would be able to like see her again and like you know the next time that she would just come over but like a few days later she had texted our group chat in the morning and had asked if any of us wanted to go hiking but unfortunately that day i wasn't able to go on the hike because my other friend and i um were moving out of her apartment and so you know us two were out for the count that day and were able to go but my two roommates were able to and they decided to go and it made me happy because, you know, Miss Haley Hughes was an adventure soul and I knew she had been wanting to go and explore the P&W for quite some time now. So I remember texting her that day. Um, she had asked me to borrow my speaker and she had also asked if they should like hold off on the hike. That way my friend Emily and I could come. But the upcoming weekend was the start of preseason and I knew we were all going to be really busy and I knew she really wanted to see the waterfalls at Wallace Falls. So I said no, it's alright and that she should enjoy her time with the other girls and that we could just go on another hike as a group a different time. Obviously, once again, little did I know that 
chance to go on a hike as a gang was not going to happen. Um, so it was around the evening time when we were finished moving everything in. We were just kind of like sitting around eating pizza, watching a U.S. Women's National game on the TV when I received a phone call from my coach. And at first I was really confused as far as why he was calling me um, just because like season was coming up and they kind of leave that week before for us to just kind of wind down and get ready. Um, so I was really confused, but when I had answered it, I could tell something was wrong just by the tone of his voice. And he had, you know, relayed to me that the girls went off path and while crossing one of the waterfalls, Haley had slipped and fell and the other girls have yet to find her. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Wallace Falls or are not from Washington, um, it has a total of three waterfalls. The one at the bottom is a 25 foot drop. The one in the middle is an 81 foot drop. And the very top one is a 265 foot drop. And if we're being honest, I'm still not really clear on which waterfall it was that she fell from. I think I've never really revisited the question or I never kind of wanted to ask because for me, I think it would make things a little bit more painful and a little bit more vivid. So I was, I've always ignored that. But the days of July 26th and 27th are two days that I can vividly remember each year since the incident had happened. Um, you know, Haley and I really only knew each other for two weeks because she had just moved to Washington um, before preseason started. But our group, like my apartment, my friend's apartment and hers, we kind of just like hung out almost every day together up until those final days. And in that period of the two weeks, uh, her and I were actually able to play a game uh, together just because we were both on this semi-pro summer league team. And let me tell you, I was so excited for season because this girl was one hell of a soccer player who was full of potential and talent. And, you know, she was also very outgoing and like just a goofy person. And she had always, she lived life how she wanted to do it like she would just do whatever she wanted to do and not only from that experience did I know that we were going to play well together on the field but I also kind of knew that within those first few weeks that our friendship was going to be like a dope friendship because it was just one of those I got you you got me right off the bat type of friendship however I never got the chance to really see our friendship through nor did I ever really tell her what I thought about our friendship because I thought we'd have more time. And I think that's one of the things that still kind of hurts till this day. Um, it's just that unknown and like, I don't know. I wouldn't say regret because it's something that I've learned from, but it's something that is, is a little, uh, I would say a little bit painful. Um, but in the past, when it did come to death, um, like I had said, prior to with other experiences, I never really liked to cry in front of people because I had always thought it showed weakness and I never wanted people to see me like that. You know, I would I would cry by myself, but never in public, uh, never at the memorial service or even at funerals. And my other friend who had passed, um, my family would ask if I was okay and I would just be like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I was really like quiet in front of them, but I would actually cry in the shower because the water masked the tears and 
it was just like it just helped me feel like I wasn't crying just kind of like emotionally hurting so it like took one away from the other but when Haley had passed away uh, I tried to do the same thing tried not to cry especially in front of my coaches my friends and my teammates but this time it was really it was like unbearable I couldn't hide it and I, I especially couldn't hide it when I saw her sister and her grandma. You know, my heart the entire time just felt like there was this giant hole that was just being punched through me. And then once the fist was, it was continuously just punching and like, it was gut-wrenching, honestly. And, and my throat felt stiff all the time because I was once again just choking on these tears that I didn't want to let out. And, you know my stomach I, it just felt knotted and it just felt twisted and trying to even define it as feeling sick isn't even enough um it's just I just felt full-on like broken and I felt lost and I just was constantly asking like like why like why did this happen and I think a lot of people may have felt that way as well you know I went from seeing someone every day to never seeing them again and at times I think for me to, I don't know, I guess make myself feel better, I would, I would think that she was just visiting her family in Vegas. I think that was just to kind of like distract myself from the reality, um, but it would set in and, you know, I would realize that she wasn't going to be coming back. And with this whole experience, I really learned a lot. Um, about myself from letting those emotions kind of just consume me during this grieving process. I learned that crying does not mean you're weak and that the times you feel most broken are actually the times when you're most vulnerable. And being vulnerable is not weak, it's actually an act of courage and strength. I used to hide my emotions until I recognized that emotions are a part of everyday life and it's really what allows us to connect to others, or in this case, to be empathetic towards others. Now the emotions I had described was how I felt, but truly I couldn't begin to even imagine how her grandma felt, her sister, her two young nephews, her cousin, and just all of her friends back in Vegas especially because I was just someone who had only known her for two weeks while everyone else knew her for much longer. Legit, like, some people just knew her for her entire life or even just like half of it. Um, but that's just how much her presence was able to impact others. Literally in a two-week time span, she had changed my life for the better. I knew each person who had lost her had felt a different pain, yet a similar emotion that allowed us to obviously just be empathetic with one another. And I can't speak for others, but I knew that I wanted to just not only take my pain away, but I, I sure as hell wanted to take her family's pain away. I could not imagine being like in their shoes and feeling the way that they did, you know, as hurt. And as broken, as, as painful as this experience was uh, for everyone, for all of us, um, but speaking from my experience, there was something that was much more beautiful that had come from it. And this is something that I am obviously realizing now, but you see, the pain is a part of the cycle of change. The hurt and the brokenness had helped me learn 
how to start living my life as my true authentic self because Haley had set an example out of her own. I had also learned what it really meant to be empathetic when Haley passed away because it was the moment where I really grasped the idea of life being too short. That it's too short to be prideful and not tell someone that you love them. That it's too short to not show emotion and tell others how important they are to you. That it's too short to hold a grudge and to live life angry and full of resentment. It's too short not to forgive those who've hurt you. Now, generally speaking, in life, a lot of people have some shit going on behind closed doors. And there are times where we as a society or maybe we as just a close friend or family member kind of add on to it with judgment, with fear, and with just overall negativity. But the thing is, is life is too short to make someone feel any less important than they are. Life is too short to not check in on others and to be kind. Life is too short to live ignorantly and arrogantly about the harsh realities of life that is happening around us. Life is too short to not try and attempt to understand someone who feels alone or misunderstood. Life is too short to not live it as authentically as you can be. Now, there are going to be times where we feel misunderstood and we search for people to help us feel worthy or known. And there will be many people who come across our path who can try and help us by exercising empathy. But at the end of the day, you are the one who can make yourself be known, be seen, be heard, and be understood. So as I previously stated uh, earlier in this episode... Exercising empathy for some can kind of be confusing and some may actually question what it feels like or how it actually works. And so I decided to add this in because I thought maybe it would it would help. But a psychologist named Daniel Goleman described three different types of empathy. The first one is cognitive empathy, and this allows us to have the ability to understand how a person feels and what they might be thinking. It helps us be better communicators and that's just because it helps us relay information in a way that best reaches the other person. The second one is emotional empathy and this is when we have the ability to share the feelings of another person. He had said that some describe it as your pain in my heart and this type of empathy helps you build emotional connections with other people. The last one is compassionate empathy, and this just goes beyond simply understanding others and sharing their feelings. It actually moves us to take action and to help however, you know, you can or or we can as a group. And so if you're listening, you can relate these three types of empathy to a story of your own, or you can even relate it to my story. Either way, you're actually exercising empathy, and that's a whole lot better than pretending to. Exercising empathy is something we all have to practice. It's a lot better to actually do it than to just say it. But the beauty that comes along with it is that it encourages others to embrace their unique individuality because it makes them finally feel understood. My intention for this episode was to make us think about how we actually use empathy in our day-to-day lives, if we're actually doing it or if we've made ourselves believe we are empathetic. The ability to exercise empathy can help others learn to embrace their individuality. 
It helps them be able to see the beauty within their misunderstoodness and realize that it is something that is unique within themselves and only themselves. We can look at our misunderstood part about us as a bad thing and we can push it into a corner and let it brew a storm. Or we can look at it as a part of a cycle for us to learn and to use for the better to live life in our own different ways. Those who attempt to understand us can be people you may have never expected to come into your life. So once again, continue to live your life authentically and let those right people gravitate into your life at the right time. Be sure to put your energy into yourself and to those who deserve it. And if you are listening right now, show someone you care about today some love because life is too short not to. Now, if I ever got the chance to tell Haley how she impacted my life, I would tell her this. You are someone who tried to understand the misunderstood part about me. And for that, I'm forever grateful to have been blessed to have known you for the short amount of time that I did. You made a lasting impact on me and you've helped me understand myself more. And because of this, I am working on living life as authentic as possible. So thank you for making me feel heard and thank you for making me feel understood. I got you and I know you got me. Keep flying high, baby girl, and tell God I said, what's good? This concludes yet another episode of Are You Alone? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for trying to be empathetic today and the rest of the time being. I will be posting new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to go like, follow, and subscribe. You can also keep up with Are You Alone on Instagram at AYA underscore podcast and on Facebook at the Are You Alone follow page. My name is Bianca, and as we continue our journey, all I ask is that you do your best to achieve life on natural euphoria. Bye.